The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. Welcome to Animation Conversation Weekly for September 10th, 2009. I am Aldal Saxel. And I am, as always, Morten Overly. And we will be guiding you through this show. So today on ACP, we're ready with more animated news. And we actually have quite a few reviews this week. You and Japar went to see G-Unit uh, last Friday. Yes, we did. And you'll hear more about that later. And we also did see another movie, you and me. Uh, not together, but... Uh, in separate rooms or <laughs> whatever. Yes, far, far away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we saw Wall-E this week. But first, here's this week's animation conversation news. Over at apple.com slash trailers, there is now a um, featurette for uh, a short one, but nonetheless a featurette uh, about the fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, I've always been a sucker for these behind the scenes. Um, it, it's very brief, and but it does give you an insight into the uh, behind or behind the scenes look of the movie. Um, I guess the most interesting thing is how they recorded the voices, uh, where they actually went out to the different st- um, areas or scenes. That was that pretty were, awesome. That are the equivalent of the places and scenes that are in the movie. So if they go, if they're at the characters in the movie or at a farm, um, the actors went to a farm to record the voices. Um, Alan, are you excited? Does this feature make you more excited about the movie? You know what? I think uh, this is going to be a great movie, but uh, what I've seen so far isn't that amazing. You know, the animation is quite crude and... uh, the, the 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 dolls they used or the the puppets they used uh, are pretty you know crude and <laughs> you can you can even see like hairs that are moving around and it's like fur and stuff uh, and that doesn't look too great but I think it's probably going to be a great movie because it's probably a good script but uh, yeah, it just definitely has like that retro vibe to it yeah uh, which which has got me excited the that's animation, what he wanted yeah. So, uh, but as always with Wes Anderson, it's probably going to be quite quirky, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Next, uh, this week's big news is that Luxo sues Pixar. And if you're wondering what Luxo is, or Luxo, as you might say in uh, the uh, English uh, language, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Norwegian company that makes those uh, lamps that uh, you've seen in the Pixar logo and that uh, Luxo Junior movie, their first short in 1985. Ooh, right? someone's done research. I, can't, I don't remember, but it's pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, that was just off the top of my head. I think it's oh, anyway. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, they um, they're suing Pixar because Pixar um, 
has done a stupid thing. They, I think they had sort of a, a spoken agreement that uh, Pixar could use uh, the lamp that looks so designed. And this is an old classic designer's lamp. It was made in ninety in the in the thirties some sometime. And it's Norwegian, right? Just need to point that out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, it's very important to us. It's that and the paper clip. Yeah, and the brown cheese uh, grater. The cheese cutter, yes. Yeah, um, but uh, that agreement didn't say anything about uh, Pixar selling lamps, and that's what they've gone and done. They've uh, started selling. Um, lamps or toy lamps with the, the Pixar logo on and everything and so they're, uh, Luxo they're not, is not happy about that. They're so, so they're not suing them over using the lamp as the logo for the company. It's No, the, they were okay with that. The, the toy lamps they're making. Exactly. Suckers. Yeah, that was pretty stupid of uh, Pixar. But I, I think they're com- probably going to come up with a good uh, agreement. I don't, I don't think they're going to have to change their logo or anything like that. It's just going to be... Uh, they they won't be able to sell the lamps or maybe they make a, an agreement so that Luxo can get some some uh, share. But do you know how much the how much they're suing them for? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll have to follow this story. I think it's going to be something that's going to be reported over the next months. Yeah, we're probably going to hear tons about it in Norway because finally something's happening exciting abroad. And this is going to be animation news as a top story on the Norwegian uh, newspapers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's just such a small world. <laughs> it is. Okay, over at uh, news.toonzone.net, there's a, there, Disney has released a six-minute clip from the direct-to-DVD Tinkerbell movie, which is called Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. Now, this isn't that much of a news, as it's more of a, me having a, giving direct-to-DVDs or direct-to-videos another chance. Um, and have also, you seen, Have you seen the first one? No. No, neither have I. But I heard it was pretty good. The first Tinkerbell movie? Yeah, no, it was kind of cute and uh well, there you and go. Good for, you know, for uh kids uh 6 to 11 years. Well, at least I thought this would be a chance to leave my prejudice aside and and uh give direct to DVDs releases another chance. Um Yeah. I was actually quite surprised at how well it or how nice it looks. I mean, the character designs and the fairies and the 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 girls and the boys are pretty generic and boring, but the more stylized characters, I think, actually look pretty nice. And the animals are extremely cute. Yeah. Uh, um, so I was, I was actually kind of su- surprised. I'm, I'm not going to go run and buy it, but I, I wouldn't turn off the TV immediately either. But if it was on, so um, it actually looks like in like a Disney classic, just in 3D. How do you, you mean Disney classic? There's, I there's, mean like a 1950s movie or something like that. You know. Nah, just in 3D th- and with uh, uh, pop culture references and uh, music. It, it does have that Shrek light feel to it in some places. Yeah. But I wouldn't go as far as, as to compare it to a Disney classic from the 30s and 40s. No, no, but it, it reminded me more of that than some of the newer movies. Yeah, I was actually positively positive. Yeah, and it, it was wow. quite funny. I liked yeah, some, of the, parts- some of the gags. So it's out on Blu-ray and DVD on October 27th. So there you go. Yeah. Um, now I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Atle Blockset, uh, which is uh, a guy that we've worked with uh, plenty of times. Yes. Uh, he actually won. Uh, he went and won the Venice Film Festival with his uh, short, which is uh, called Ice Fishing. Yeah, I, it's it's for it's for uh, the, the this the cool thing about this prize is that it's actually the kids that vote for their favorite film. Oh, really? 
And uh, this was from the age of, um, I'm not, I think it was either from three to seven, or was it five to seven? Yeah. Um, I'm a- what I think is really cool about this uh, short is that it's really mainstream. And that's not a bad thing. It's 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 uh, it's really ac- accessible for kids and you know for uh, everyone. It's not just for animators. Yeah, exactly. And, and it seems like every time you mention something is mainstream or it's commercial, that that as people immediately associate with with something that's bad or boring or. But it's not. It doesn't have to be. No, not at all. Especially not if it's made in Norway. <laughs> this this news session has kind of a Scandinavian vibe too. Yeah, and there's more news from uh, from Norway. I'm just going to mention a few of the festivals that's going to be uh, in Norway the next two or three months. And starting in September, we have the Bergen Animation Festival from the 10th to the 10th to the 13th of uh, September. And it doesn't say much about what what they're going to have, uh, who who's going to be there or anything like that. But it, it says it's going to be competitions and guests and movies and shorts. So that's uh, your standard festival uh, um, ingredients, you know. They don't say anything about themes or anything? And not that I could see. Um, we could put some links for that in the show notes and you can look for yourself. And then there's the Animation Volta Festival from the 17th to the 19th of September. You went to the Volta Animation School, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Kudos. The festival usually is pretty good. Cool. So you should go. And uh, Maki Tarashima Furuta, uh, the guy who produced Ghost in the Shell um, and uh, a movie called Love Hina. Just It's probably on the... IMDb top 50 list <laughs> I, I haven't seen it Ghost in the Shell is great though <laughs> yeah and he also did the animation sequence in Kill Bill the first oh one. do you know which one the first sequence uh what's there more oh no one? I'm mixing it up with the Matrix thingy sorry sorry my bad oh uh, yeah so this is the one with the, all the blood squirting and everything yeah oh is, is he from Studio 4 4 Degrees in Japan I have no idea you have to check this out. <laughs> and there's this other guy who uh, named uh, his name is Andy Frain. He did the music videos for both U2 and Bob Marley. So he's been working with uh, stuff like that for quite a few years, I imagine. And he's also done also done uh, movies. He's going to talk, and of course, there's going to be features, uh, shorts, and even some concerts, and probably some beer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last uh, ordinary festival uh, this year is uh, Fredrikstad Animation Festival 2009. That's going to be from the 11th to the 15th of November. And I actually do have some idea who's going to talk there, but I can't really say yet. Um, but but it's going to be super cool. It's going to be super cool. Last year, Andreas Deja was there, just to mention one. And um, what was his name? The uh, American... Uh, cartoon guy oh don't put me on the spot Dean Deitch it was this 90 year old guy who had done about thousand movies oh yeah yeah it's, they showed some of his stuff and it was amazing yeah exactly uh, and also yeah, last year they had the Nordic Baltic competition which is um, uh, part of uh, it, it's it's a big competition in Europe where they uh, show movies and you can vote for them and the one that wins here goes to the next to the final which is in somewhere in Balticum <laughs> <laughs> what right <laughs> anyway it's a, it's a it's a competition uh so uh last i should 
mentioned that Cartoon, Cartoon Forum is coming to Norway this year and it's going to be in Stavanger and Sandnes from the 22nd to the 25th of September. And this is really important stuff because uh, this is a place where uh, TV producers from around Europe gathers to uh, watch uh, um, all kinds of animated uh, pilots for TV series. And I think maybe you're going to be there, right? Yes, I think I am. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we're gonna, hopefully we're going to get some uh, good interviews and uh, give you a, a feel of how the festival was. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll, give, we'll, we'll report from the festival. And I, I'm not sure if it's too late maybe to uh, send your movie in. For, uh, or uh, Yeah, it's too late. It is too late? Yes. Okay. But uh, this is going to be quite interesting. And... I haven't been to any of those, but uh, it's it's a it's a great place for people to gather and uh, show their stuff and maybe get bought and uh, shown around uh, Europe. You talking about Cartoon Forum now? Yes, still. Yes, yeah. <laughs> now I'm really looking forward to it. Plus, it's in my hometown, so uh, how how can how can you go wrong? Um, and it's going to be really interesting to be just to see how producers uh, approach projects uh, and how um, studios sell their projects and just. Uh, take part or uh, experience the process and uh, yeah. hopefully we'll get some, some good um, stories from it. Exactly. Let's move on. All right. So uh, you and uh, yeah, Black went to see um, G-Unit. Now, G-Unit is a feature film. It's not an animated feature film per se, but... As we thought. But um, we reckon there's... What is the Oscars they have? Is it like if 70% of the movie is animated, then it's eligible for... Uh, animated oscar i think best feature this is probably eligible it's uh it's mostly animated and all the main characters are animated so i'm really looking forward to hear what you guys have to say about g unit cool agent darwin status report i have a visual on saber he's wearing a six thousand dollar suit fifty thousand dollar watch and according to my infrared scope haynes size 36 tidy whities blaster juarez time to get this party started don't you it's a blowtorch was hot <laughs> they were an elite team of animal spies known as g-force until Whoa! the government shut them down what about my team? Since they're guinea pigs, why don't you send them where they belong? Now, the FBI's pet project will find themselves in their natural habitat. Welcome, my friends, to the family. What is the bathroom? Well, for me, pretty much where you're standing. Oh, oh nasty! Excuse me, my incarcerated little friend. Do not cross that line! We agreed this was my zone, right? Right! Bucky, the mice will agree to anything. You guys are all idiots, right? Right! Go find Ben and report our location. So I'm sitting here with Yaprak and we uh, saw uh, the new Disney movie G-Force last night. Yeah. What do you think, Yaprak? G-Force. I have to say, I'm a huge fan of guinea pigs. I grew up with them. Really? Did, did you have one or two? Or I had plenty. plenty. I constantly had guinea pigs and my last How one... How about moles? Never had moles. Their nose was very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> if that nose was true, <laughs> we yeah. have to research. And uh, to whomever has children out there, and if you're thinking of pets to get them, you really should think of guinea pigs because um, they're really? perfect for children education. Really? Cute, yes. cute. 
Anyhow, and I'm in love with the guinea pig faces, their nose and their mouth and their lips. And this movie was amazing because of that. I was so... Yeah. They did a really good job of integrating the, the 3D graphics and the, and the live action uh, stuff. Yes, it was this, this perfect. Is a mix. I, I thought it was going to be a, like a pure animation movie and it's not at all. It's, uh, it's a mix. I was very nice. Because before this, I just saw one animated feature about guinea pigs. It was a Fred the Cat from Joanna Quinn, a classical animation. Mm. And uh, there it was already brilliant. But this one was beyond anything I expected. It's like you're watching real guinea pigs. It was beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. the fur and the everything. Yeah, it was truly amazing. And yeah. I actually did have a lot of fun with Me this too. movie. I laughed a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think it was particularly funny. Uh, I, think it, I thought it was kind of uh, awkward, some of the lines and... Not not really funny, but I, I thought like it was a really great action movie. Yes, it was, it was quite perfect action movie. Because I really went only to see the guinea pigs. I was so sure the story was crap, and yeah. it's for children. Children in front of us laughed a lot, so yeah. it was a it was a good movie. I Absolutely. think Disney is managing quite well this three D part. Yeah, Bolt was uh, animation wise brilliant. Yeah, I like that too. Bolt was pretty good. Story wise, it's it's it is for children. Yeah. But uh, animation-wise, it was so good, and this one same. I was very impressed with the animation, and yeah. uh, well, the story is quite. The animation is in both is better, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. It, it's more cartoony. This is more like real life. Uh, how, the, how they? It's not a lot of snap, and it's no. it's more of a natural animation. But the facials, I think they really did the marvels with the facial expressions. Yeah, even though they were very limited because they had they were so uh, realistic, so you couldn't really do any. Uh, cartoony stuff with the face, but face facials, but uh, oh yeah, you're, you're, yeah right. No extreme squash and stretch yeah, really and maniac eyes with the, you but can't was, really see the eyes. And I was very happy with the the way the mouth shaped when they were talking and the lips were and the cheek were getting puffy. That was really very good touch. Yeah, I wonder if they've been like given any tips from uh, Pixar or do, do, do you think they uh, work together at all? Or I have no idea. We have to research this. Yeah, because they're getting at, better and better. Uh, Disney, you should uh, give us a call and. Yeah. Ah, indeed. <laughs> that was my biggest dream as a child to be in classical animation. Now, yeah, I would like to go to Ghibli, but I hear whomever works there gets bold from the European. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I wonder if we should give a really short recap of the movie. Um, this. This is about uh, some uh, some guinea pigs that are special agents for uh, it's it's like a secret operation, and this uh, this guy has been uh, researching how to make guinea pigs uh, more intelligent and make them talk to humans and uh, yeah, and it's pretty crazy. And they're trying to get recognition from the FBI to become real secret agents, but uh, that's what this movie is about because. They only manage it at the end. Spoiler. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, good movie, funny, for children. Don't expect something brilliant. but It's a great action movie. Okay. <laughs> it was a thrill, wasn't it? It was lovely. It yeah. was really lovely. Especially the part where the fly is flying between those cannibal plants. And yeah. you see the cannibals trying to eat it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's starting to rain, so I guess someone is trying to give us a sign. Yes, that we should so... Yes, so... <laughs> be well bye 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 thank you guys for an interesting review about the movie and we received an email from Michael Kaywood yes we did and I'm gonna read it for you 
It says, uh, hi guys, uh, just wanted to give uh, you guys a pat on the back and say keep up uh, with the good work. Aww. It's not easy doing a re- regular podcast like this, but it's uh, a passion we all share and so it must be done. Yay. I'm guessing this guy is looking for a plug and we'll put his, uh, a link to his, his podcast uh, <laughs> in the um, show notes if he has one. Show notes? Did I say show, show nuts? Show nuts. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sure what you are using to define which movies you review. Now that you've abandoned the IMDb, IMDb list, wise move, he says. Uh, but it seems like a little odd to go back to all bad movies to review them. Well, I, I, can, I can see it from his point of view. I can understand it. But for me, this is just as much... Some of the reason for doing this is education. Yes, and educational purposes for myself. And I'd never seen The Black Cauldron um, and always wanted to. So this was a good excuse to actually go see it. Um, yeah, I agree. Hopefully there won't be that many more of those kind of uh, movies. But uh, And we will, as um, he writes in his email, uh, try and stay up to date with um, the most recent releases and try and look at as good movies as possible but i also have to say that i think looking at bad movies can sometimes be just as interesting as um picking apart good ones just because sometimes it's easier to say what you like and what you dislike about a movie yeah and it's yeah it's definitely easier to say something uh, rational about a bad movie because the good movies are just you know if it's perfect uh, it's not really that interesting in I can, yeah, I totally agree. And we wanna, we wanna talk about movies that people can relate to. We wanna, wanna talk about movies that people have seen, so they can actually relate to what we're talking about. But we also wanna kind of visit those old movies that people didn't catch when they were out, or maybe they were out before he, they were born, more likely. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be a good mix of new and old movies, and bad and good. Uh, he goes on to write, um, so he mentions some of the things we just talked about, but also he says, uh, which is quite funny, that it's just dropping the salt into the wounds of the filmmakers that try their best for the first time around, which um, I'm sorry about that. Um, anyways, <laughs> keep it up. It's clear you're still looking for the format that will work on a weekly basis. So keep trying. I'm listening. Yeah, I Mike. think those those filmmakers are probably uh, over the disappointment of their movies uh, don't doing so not doing so well. Well, I mean, sometimes it's not even just the filmmaker's fault. It's the maybe it's the studio, too many heads trying to interfere with the production and blah blah blah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, and they're probably not even listening to our podcast anyway. So now, now, <laughs> now's our chance to kick them in the shin if you feel like it. Never say never. <laughs> but uh, you wrote something more about Mike here. Uh, you did some research, right? Yeah, I had a look at his website. Um, it's you can also we'll plug it on our site. It's devilsangelsanddating.com. Um, so Mike's currently developing a short computer-generated film called Surprise: Devils, Angels, and Dating. Uh, and it says the project has picked up a team of artists, and we formed an online forum to collaborate on the project. And you can check out more stuff on their development diary. Cool. And if you want to have your email read on uh, this podcast, you can send it to us at feedback at animationconversation.com and we'll give you a plug. So now we're going to do our uh, top animated feature list again. And and this week, it's a really good movie that's uh, really popular and everyone's seen it. And it's called Wall-E from Pixar and the director is Andrew Stanton. 700 years into the future... 
mankind will leave our planet. Leaving Earth's cleanup in the hands of one incredible machine. His name is Wally. After all these years, he's developed one little glitch. A personality. He's extremely curious. And just a little bit lonely. But all that is about to change. So I don't even need, know if I need to do a, a recap of Wally, but for those of you who haven't seen it, here's my, I'll try and give you guys a short summary. So basically it's uh, set in 700 years in the future. All the humans have left Earth and there's this one lonely robot left behind, or not left behind, but still functioning. All the other ones have crashed or... The humans are dead. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The humans, humans are dead. <laughs> and uh, so we follow this one lonely robot, uh, a trash compactor, um, uh, going about his regular days. And suddenly, a just to cut things short, a spaceship from space um, lands and leaves a robot which is looking for life on the planet. And she finds it, and blah, 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 they go back up into space, and lots of things happen. This is a really bad recap. And um, <laughs> That's perfect. Um, no one's listening. No, exactly. Um, yeah, and how should we sum this up? Um, it turns into an adventure movie, and they return to Earth. Happy, yay, and the end. Yeah, and there's been quite a bit of controversy around this movie, hasn't it? Around the 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 fact the that theme it's, of the movie, you think, or you? No, you... not just that. It's uh, it's um, it's kind of two, uh, or maybe even three uh, acts in the movie, and the first one has been praised to infinity and beyond. Yeah, I have some issues. Are, are we going to talk about the movie right now? Because I have some issues with it. Uh, Let's okay, talk about this I remember movie. seeing it at the cinema and uh, for the first time, and um, as usual with the Pixar movies, my head is or I'm blown away. Um, but I, there was some things that stuck with me then and that were just as much reinforced while watching it on DVD. Mm -hmm. I have a huge problem, first off, with the humans. For some reason, in the beginning, they're real-life humans filmed. And, um, but later on, when you see them in the movie, they're animated characters. Uh, this to me does not make sense. It's, um, I, I, the only reason I can think of is because the hello dolly sequences are real life footage and they somehow want to tie that into the movie but yeah to me they should have made them all animated yeah that's what i think i think it would have been a more uh more coherent movie yeah the, the other thing is um the the first 20 minutes of the movie are so good that the rest never lives up to it and uh, yeah. you're always you're expecting for things to uh, I mean, you, it kind of sets the bar too high, I think. Uh, so the rest of the movie just becomes a bit bland, or not bland, but, um, well, not as interesting. And also, the, the other thing I initially I have with the movie is I don't find the characters in this movie all that interesting, except for Wally. Hmm. I love Wally. He's a, he's a great character, and the voice 
Oh, oh, oh it's uh, jaw dropping gorgeous. It's a uh, yeah. Um, but I have a real problem with Eve. I don't find her very attractive in any way. Or well, then I but probably should robot. So I'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, you love Max, so I'm actually kind of surprised you don't like the, the design of Eve. But... Yeah, it was actually designed by this uh, this um, uh, Mac designer. What's his name? Jonathan something Ive. Jonathan Ive, I think. You're the Mac dude. I'm. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, yeah, and and there's a lot of. Uh, the the references to uh, to Apple is just uh, there's there's uh, quite a few of them. The Apple sound. Yeah, and you have the when they fly through space, you have the OS X Leopard uh, background theme. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and there's uh, there's iPods uh, laying around and you know stuff like that. But but to, I mean, to me, I think the movie is not all that I, I just don't find it that fascinating I, I love the first 20 minutes of death and then the rest of the movie it's just it's funny at times and it's it looks great it looks amazing and the animation is insane but much but as a movie I would look I, if I was to watch it again I'd watch the first 20 minutes and then turn off the rest yeah but I I was quite uh, surprised uh, this time because I saw it the first time and I really hated the last uh, uh, two thirds but this time i absolutely i still love the first uh, third but i've seen that so many times and i started kind of looking at the rest of the movie as uh, like sort of a separate unity and it turns out the, the second part is quite good too i think but the third part that's when it starts to fall apart and it turns into just any other animated action movie the last uh, one third and also- love story <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean the, some of the first sequences uh, in the movie, the, when you see the, 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 the setting and the environment that Wally is in, mm-hmm. the, the, the amount of detail and the amount of life that they've been able to put into it. Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, and the sound design is just beyond. Yeah. What's his name again? Bert? Brent? Brent Burt? The Star Wars dude? He should have won the Oscar for the he sound didn't, He didn't? No, he didn't. He was nominated, but he, he didn't win it. Yeah. Uh. Um, but uh, I, the the coolest thing about the first sequence is sequence is just uh, how much it reminds me of Chaplin. If you've seen a few Chaplin movies, it's exactly the same kind of humor. He does all these well, it's physical things. humor, so you know it's. But it's really cleverly staged and it's super cute. And but super it felt funny. like an homage to Chaplin. Well, I know, I uh, I know that they were watching a lot of uh, early uh, Chaplin and uh, Buster Keaton stuff yeah. while the production of this, so that makes sense. Yeah, and of course there's references to 2001 Space Odyssey and all kinds of other uh, uh, movies of that genre. I I have one confession to make because uh, I went to buy I bought this DVD yesterday because I haven't owned it on DVD, and I just remember one thing that I I hate about Disney DVDs: the menus, all those bloody commercials. No, the bloody commercials. Oh yeah, the, there's like twenty of them. You actually it's, pay for this DVD, and you're not yeah, supposed to have to watch tw- twenty minutes oh. of commercials before you see the movie. Uh, it's, it just really sets you off in a bad mood even before you've started watching the movie. Yeah. But also, there's there's some short movies on the DVD, uh, which you mentioned, Presto and Bernie. Yeah, uh, I, I think Presto is. Oh, I can watch that frame by frame over and over and over again. It's there's just so much. Bernie is that yeah. is that the the follow up to the movie sort of? Yeah, it's kind of set in the same times area or the time setting as the movie with the the, 
the robot. It's like a movie within the movie. Yeah, it's super funny. Uh, yeah. And it's but, about my favorite character in the movie, that little uh, He's guy. so cute. Ugh. He's just a genius uh, character. I absolutely love him. That was quite amazing when, if, when you look through the movie, how many characters there are, how many robots there are. I, I didn't see two robots that were the same you know, throughout the those uh, long queues of robots in the... Uh, no, I, know, I know they set up this kind of Lego system where they just could, oh, they really? could add, remove joints. Just so they, they made a bunch of parts that yeah. were easily put together and then you could build them like Legos. You could build different robots. Yeah, and that made it seem so, uh, that much more rich. Yeah, yeah, it's super clever and it, it really works. Yeah. Where would you put this on your list? I was surprised I didn't like it more when watching it again. Because I remember it as liking it quite a lot, actually. Um, but uh, I would put this uh, above okay. South Park, uh, but below uh, Kiriku. Um, just because, yeah, as I stated earlier, the it, to me it it doesn't keep me excited throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, it lost me too after two thirds of the movie, as I said. But uh, just so for the you, first, where would you rank this? Just for the first sequence alone, I'm giving it my number one for sure. You're kidding me! You're putting this on the top? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's better than Pocoroso. It's more. Um, yeah, it, it, just the sequences in the beginning. It's it's just animation porn. You know. You liked it more than Aladdin? No, sorry. <laughs> more than the Black Cauldron? I don't understand. More than Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> so which movie are we watching next week? We are watching uh, a classic uh, Don Bluth movie. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it's called The American Tale. I haven't seen this one yet, so I'm actually quite excited. I love Space Ace and uh, Dragon's Lair. I've seen some of that stuff, but never the... Mm, I haven't seen those, so I should see those later on. We're, we'll be able to revisit those. Did you ever play the game Space Ace? Uh, yeah, I have it on my arcade machine. Yeah, because I was just thinking, since you're such your, you know, you're into your Macs and everything, you can actually <laughs> download it for your iTouch or your iPhone. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I did um, uh, download the All Dogs Go to Heaven game, which is also <laughs> a Don Bluth uh, movie, I think. And it was pretty awful. The game. The space is the playability sucks, but the animation is cool. So. Yeah. But it's Don a, Bluth is, is interesting because he is just he's loved and hated by a lot of people. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he's tried so hard. I, I feel sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, and the animation is really nice, but it's you know it's uh, it, it gets me a bit co- uncomfortable after a while. What was the the recent one with um, uh, Matt Damon and Drew Barrymore? A space movie. I saw this one quite some time ago when it came out, but I can't remember. That was also a Don Booth movie. Oh, really? Well, yeah. anyways, we can talk about this next week. Yeah, we should probably do that. <laughs> so the only thing left, I guess, is to run this week's ACP up. Uh, I want to thank uh, Yaprak for helping us out. And we will be back next week with more news and animation-related stuff. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. TWI.com slash ACP News. And please leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Animation Conversation One Word. And you'll find a link for that on every post. And uh, just to pick up on where we left last week, do we still have a, have we gotten a voicemail yet? You know what? I just checked my uh, my inbox and uh, nothing. <gasps> Exciting. Ooh. Maybe next week. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> if you feel we're doing a good job uh, and you want to support us, you can do that by pushing the donate button on our site. And also don't forget to email us at feedback at animationconversation.com for tips or if there's news that you want us to talk about. And also don't forget our show notes where we put all the links related to this show and our web address is, as always, here comes www.animationconversation.com. And that's it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly News. We'll see you next week. Until next time, have fun and... Animate. Yeah. <laughs>